Hello guys, this is my classic slash vanilla World of Warcraft podcast. My name is Anders. I use the tag Centripetal. It's my first time doing something like this. I'm just doing it for fun because I have a lot of free time at work. And I often listen to podcasts on stuff that I'm interested in. And one of those things is Classic WoW. And there is very little content for this. So hopefully there's some other people like me, and maybe you guys found I mean, this the only way you could have found this is just by looking up classic WoW podcasts and seeing what's out there, um, which is how you're here. And I'm in the same boat as you. I work as a mailman. I'm 25 years old. I live in California. And working as a mailman, you have a bunch of free time while you're out there walking around to listen to music, audiobooks, and podcasts. So I decided to do this on my day off because I really care about World of Warcraft um, Classic. I've been waiting for it for basically forever um, since I realized that retail just wasn't for me. Um, I have played on private servers before. I played on Nostalrius. I played on um, Elysium. And yeah, I don't know. Private servers are nice. Um, a lot of people have a misconception that you're doing it because you don't want to pay Blizzard or because you don't have the money to pay Blizzard, but I've never met anyone like that. The reason you play a private server, whatever private server it might be, is because you enjoyed the game at the time the private server is uh, recreating, either BC, Vanilla, RAF. I mean, there's this cataclysm and mop uh, private servers. I don't know how popular they are because I have no interest in playing them, but there are. And and I'm not trying to defend private servers. I don't really really care what your opinion on private servers is, whether you hate them or love them. Um, But basically what I'm getting at is that Blizzard, when they create Classic WoW, they have to stay true to Classic WoW, Vanilla WoW. Because if they don't, then people like me will just not play. Like, it's not a foregone conclusion that I'm going to play Classic WoW, no matter what the content is like. Because if Blizzard doesn't meet up to my expectations for their game, which is basically to just recreate vanilla, I don't want them to change a bunch of stuff. Um, I don't basically want them to change anything. Because that's what I want to play. That's what I want to pay money for to play their old game. I don't want to pay money to play their remaster of their old game where they're like, no, no, no. You know those classes that were balanced, how you like them? We're going to redo that. So I'm not in favor of class balance. I'm not in favor of adding anything that wasn't in Classic WoW. No new zones, no new content, no new classes, none of that garbage. That's not what I'm interested in. And if it is what you're interested in, I urge you to ask Blizzard for different servers. Because, one, I don't think that they'll actually do it. I don't think Blizzard will intentionally change Vanilla WoW because they know how big of an audience there is for Vanilla WoW. But what I am afraid of is that they'll accidentally change things that they think won't make a difference. And there's a bunch of those that could have a huge impact and be really crippling to the game. 
things that some people aren't even thinking about yet. People are thinking about graphics, which, to be honest, I don't really care about as long as I can use the old graphics. And if there is new graphics that other people can use, like there is a toggle, which is what most people talk about, it needs to not impact the game in any way. Like models, model sizes can't be changed to account for new graphics or anything like that. Because anything you change will have an impact. So my goal for the first few podcasts is to talk to you guys about how to not ruin classic wow and i don't think blizzard will do it intentionally but i think they might do it accidentally which is what i'm afraid of so that's what i'm going to be talking about in the beginning then later on i'm going to go on and i'm going to try and do class discussions because there's so much misinformation out there about classes i'm just going to go off on a brief tangent here about hybrids hybrid okay The reason why people are afraid that hybrids aren't viable is only in a raiding scenario. That's the only place that hybrids are slightly less viable. And I'm not going to even say not viable because the content isn't hard enough to make something not viable. If you have a feral druid instead of another rogue in Molten Core, even on Courage, like the content is not difficult enough that you can't bring off classes because we're better now like back in the day maybe you couldn't afford that because everyone was doing 20 percent less damage because they didn't understand stat values but we understand those stat values now so we can afford to bring stuff and the whole point of this is to do it over again and have fun doing it So I'm personally going to be a a guild leader. I'm going to make my own guild and I'm going to do it with real life friends of mine and we're going to make our own guild. And it's not going to be all about raiding because the people who are all about raiding are just not going to enjoy this game as much as people who try to have a balanced experience because there's only so much raiding you can do and then what do you do with the rest of your time? I'm also going to be pushing PvP ranks. I'm going to be doing a bunch of stuff. And I'm looking forward to all of it. But I'm going to be a guild leader, and we are absolutely going to have Shadow Priests. We're going to have Moonkin Druids. We're going to have we're going to play on Alliance, so we'll probably have a Red Paladin or two. And we're going to have Feral Druids. Um, and the reason for that, and we're not going to fill the whole raid with that, but we're going to have some because the content isn't hard enough that we're not going to be able to progress. Like, having a Red Paladin, a Feral Druid, a Moonkin, and a Shadow Priest, having those four DPS is not going to destroy your Molten Core run. You might do it a little slower, but we're not pushing World First in a in a 12-year-old game or however old World of Warcraft is now. We're just going to have fun with each other, and that's what the game is going to be about. So if you're worried about playing a hybrid, just find a guild that isn't full of assholes. Because if you're playing this game now, if you're going back to Classic WoW, and you're like, no, we can't have any hybrids because they'll they'll slow down the raid. Like, man, those people are not people you want to play with. So if you want to f- play an off-spec, a hybrid, which is what I played in vanilla, I played a Feral Druid when I played vanilla. If you want to find a group of people, or if you want to play that spec, you need to find a group of people who are who will play with you. 
and who will enjoy your company. And who knows if you perform your class to the best of your abilities and show that you're good, you're going to outperform some of the rogues. Like it's definitely not impossible to, to pull good damage and you'll enjoy the game in other facets. You'll be able to go out in world PVP and play the spec that you want. You'll be able to go into a battleground and play the spec that you want. And it's going to be the same way in my guild with like hunters. I'm not going to make every hunter raid with aim or a true shot aura. If you want to play another build, probably not beast mastery because why would you want to play beast mastery? That's not even a good spec at 60. But you know, maybe maybe you do. I don't know about that. But if you want to play survival, there are people who um, raid as survival. It's more of a it's it's actually a higher single target build or single DPS build for yourself than true shot aura is because true shot affects your whole group whereas you can get the extra agility from survival. Anyway, I'm way off in the weeds here. But basically what I'm getting at is that hybrids absolutely have a place and they'll have a place in my guild and so don't worry about that don't try to rebalance the game because what happens is we're just going off on this tangent we're going all in if you rebalance the game like let's say feral druids get a buff to their dps to make them more like fury warriors and more like rogues also it's hilarious when people talk about who are the best dps and they mention only rogues. Fury Warriors at several points, if not the majority of time, Fury Warriors out DPS rogues. And towards the... Um, and Warlocks oftentimes out DPS mages. Um, especially when we get later on and the stats start being redistributed. So I saw one post on the forums where only four classes are viable. That's complete bullshit. Mages and rogues are not always the best DPS. Prot warriors are are always the best tanks. Um, priests are not always the best healers. Paladins are amazing healers. Druids are amazing healers. And shamans are the best... Well, actually, I don't know if shamans or priests are the best AoE healers. But again, this is not... The content is not so difficult that you can't bring multiple classes. And if you are stupid enough to only bring those classes, then a whole bunch of gear is going to be sharded. Because you're not going to have the people to wear the gear. <laughs> Like, if you don't have shamans, like, what are you going to do with male healing loot? Or, and it's, it's just going to be a waste. And if you don't have paladins, what are you going to do with plate and male healing loot? Not to mention tier pieces. Anyway, what I'm getting at is that you can play whatever you want, and you can find people. And this is only, in, this is only for raiding that I'm talking about, where you'll even have the slightest bit of difficulty finding people to play with in any other um in any other facet of the game of which there are many people love feral druids for um for honor farming because they're the best flag carrier and they have a bunch of utility in and they're actually an insanely strong 1v1 class um let's see people love people really don't love moonkin druids for uh, PvP, but you can do it. You're not useless. You might be slightly weaker than some other classes, but it's absolutely playable. And if you're good, you'll outplay people and beat them. Um, I know because I've done it. I've played Moonkin Druids on private servers. It was like 
people get extremely angry when you beat them because they think the class is terrible. Same thing with Red Paladin. There's literally people who have just spent 12 years playing Red Paladin and Fury Crafting it who will destroy other people and when they think that Rets aren't viable. And that's just how the game is. So when you try to rebalance the game to work in a raid scenario like let's say we give feral druids i keep trying to come back to this example and then i get sidetracked let's take feral druids if you give them more dps in a raid setting you will destroy them in pvp because feral druids are already an extremely strong pvp class especially in 1v1s because they have almost the same damage as a rogue uh, they have bleeds, where most of their damage comes from, and bleeds ignore armor, which makes them extremely strong against plate-wearing classes. Like, a good feral druid will destroy a warrior, um, and they'll destroy a bunch of classes, I know, because I played a feral druid in vanilla, and they were extremely powerful. Um, so if you give them more damage, to only for raiding, to make them, like more competitive with rogues and warriors in the melee dps slot and you would have to do the same with enhanced shamans you're actually destroying other parts of the game because the game is not balanced only about rating like it is in current day wow where every class and every spec has to be viable and they all have to be within five percent dps of each other or or they're considered like gimped and you don't even no one wants to play with you like if you do that to vanilla you will destroy the balance because those feral druids who now have more damage in PvE to help them like keep up, um, they'll now destroy people in world PvP or in battlegrounds or in dungeons. They're going to be completely broken because a feral druid can heal not not as well as a resto. Obviously, they have huge mana issues, but they can heal a little bit. And in one v one fights, they can often get a rejuve regrowth off, which is huge and lets them win most fights um they have cc in the form of entangling roots and you're like oh, entangling roots that's fucking garbage it is garbage but it still works on some classes like on warriors and rogues um if you put on fairy fire which you get as a druid because you have feral fire you have fairy fire for ferals they, they get the ability as a talent um You'll, you'll you'll destroy rogues as well as basically any melee class shamans too that can't get out of roots because you have an ability called nature's grasp which is whenever they hit you they'll get entangling rooted um which is really strong because then either they have to trinket if they're a rogue they can't vanish to break it because you have fairy fire on it so it actually turns into a reasonable cc it's not great but it's it's reasonable um, they have bear form, which turns them into bear forms are tankier than vanilla warriors because not prot warriors, but arms warriors. You become tankier than an arms warrior when you switch into bear form. So you have almost the damage of a rogue, slight CC, good healing, but your mana pool is very limited, so you can't do very much of it. But it is good when you can do it. Regrowth is still a very strong spell. And you can become as tanky, tankier than a warrior. Not a prot warrior, but an arms warrior. All of that is on one class. How do you beat that in a 1v1 if, you, if they also then have 
the damage of a rogue. Because already they can bleed you out. That's how feral, uh, ferals beat you in vanilla. They'll open up with a pounce. They'll put on rake. They'll get a few combo points, normally four, because you don't have the energy inside of pounce to get to five. Then they'll put on a rip. So now you have three dots on you. They'll switch out as you're getting unstunned. Moonfire you. Now you have four dots on you. And then either rejuve themselves or just get straight into bear. Now you're just bleeding and rotting to death. You're trying to beat the shit out of this bear who's tanky as hell. And it's 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 a really strong class in vanilla. Now, what happens if you also give it roguelike damage? You're just going to break the class. You will absolutely break the class. Same with Enhancement Shamans. Enhancement Shamans, if you've ever watched any vanilla PvP video, there's literally can one-shot people with good Wind Fury procs and like a... Uh, a Hand of Rag, a Sulfurus, or some other really strong weapon. They can actually one-shot people. And the reason why they're not completely broken is because they have issues in PvP, and in PvE, their damage is not consistent. They don't have consistent damage. So you know the only way to make um, Enhancement Shamans viable in raids would be to make their damage more consistent which would be insanely broken for PvP because they already have all the burst damage in the world. And if you then change them to make their, their burst damage strong or to make their consistent damage stronger, then they, you take away one of their only weaknesses. And you can do this with all the classes. And this is only for raiding where this is a concern for people. Vanilla Warcraft is not all about raiding. It's a part of the game, it's not the only part of the game. So the people talking about that are out of their minds when, they're, when they think that they should redo class balance. Because if they redo class balance, they will break the classes, one, or they'll do what they did with Retail WoW, which is make them all just one like similar smorgasbord. You can play different flavors of the same class. The classes in vanilla are very, 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 very different. Like Moonkin Druid doesn't play at all like a mage does. Like if you if you're playing a Moonkin Druid, and you don't even have to play Moonkin Druid. There's also resto balance builds where you don't even play Moonkin. Instead, you play Insect Swarm in resto, and that's a whole nother build. But even if you're playing Moonkin, you don't have counter spell, so you can't kill healers as easily um you don't have blink so you play differently in that regard against rogues what you have to do instead is you have to pop bark skin when a rogue gets on you and tank them you might have to switch out of moonkin and get into bear form which a mage obviously can't get into bear form um they play extremely differently and if you try to change that balance and make them more similar you're, you're making the game worse. And there's just no way around that. And the people who think that you can make the classes unique and equally strong in world PvP and battlegrounds and also have the same raid damage? Well, because think about another thing is if you have a rogue in PvE and you have a feral druid in PvE and they're doing the same damage, well, that... That druid also has a debuff, 
Fairy Fire, which is very strong. They have the ability to off-tank. Sure, you don't want them, but there are some places where a bear can off-tank in PvE. It's not the worst thing in the world. If something gets loose and starts beating on a healer, a bear can or a druid can switch to bear, feral charge it, and taunt it. And maybe the druid dies, but maybe the healer lives, and that's worth it. Who knows? They have battle res, they have innervate, they have leader of the pack, they have all these utility spells which don't show up on the damage meters, and so people think they're less useful than rogues. And if so, but if you just make their damage equalized, then why would you bring a rogue? It doesn't make any sense to bring a rogue then because they don't have any of the same utility. You can't use expose armor in raids. It's much worse than fairy fire, and it costs five combo points. At that point, you're nerfing your own damage. It's, I don't even think it's. I don't think you can put it on at the same time as as Sunder Armor. Anyway, maybe you can. I don't know about that. Anyway, the point is that don't worry about hybrids. So that was like a 15 minute tangent right there about hybrids, and it's only about rating. So that's just one of the things that if they change class balance, they will actively ruin the game. They will actively ruin it. Other ways they can ruin the game: adding new stuff. Don't if the baseline for discussion on what they should be doing with vanilla is stuff that was already in vanilla linked flight paths. We can talk about linked flight paths, linked auction houses. We can talk about linked auction houses, patch progression. We can talk about patch progression. What we can't talk about is stuff that wasn't in vanilla. No class balancing. No uh, dual specialization, as much as I would have loved that in vanilla. It was one of my favorite changes that they eventually made, because I love respecking. Don't put it in vanilla. And th that's like, oh my god, I love that change so much. But I still don't want it in vanilla, because it will break things. You're going to gank someone in world PvP, and they're going to switch specialization to another spec, and... That's just not how it was. You might think, oh, that's good. Now I have a chance to fight back. The whole point of vanilla is if you can't do something by yourself, you can always get someone to help you. Because, all right, let's, let's, let's go off on another tangent here. And this is, I think, the most important tangent. So it's probably not even a tangent. This should have been like one of my bullet points for the whole show. The people who say you can't recapture the nostalgia of Vanilla WoW are idiots. Now they might be they might be right, but that doesn't make them not idiots. Because the alternative to trying to recapture the nostalgia is to do something completely different, which is not what people are asking for. Let's take another example. Let's take basketball shoes. And you might be like, huh, how is he possibly going to tie this in? Just watch. So Michael Jordan is the most famous basketball player. He has shoes called the Jordans. And those shoes came out, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago when he was playing in the league. And he had his own shoe line. And everyone was like, these are the sickest shoes ever. 
these are the best shoes played by the best player. So when they re-release Jordans, you know what they don't do? Is they don't like try to capture your nostalgia by saying, we're going to re-release this shoe that you loved when you were a kid. But instead of recapturing the nostalgia, what we're going to do is we're going to put Velcro straps on there. Because Velcro straps are new, and they're exciting, and they're fun. There would be a revolt if they tried to do that. And you're actively hurting your bottom line if you take people's nostalgia and say, no, 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 no. You don't actually like what you think you like, which is the original famous quote. You think you do, but you don't. The reason why people are so upset by that quote is because it's so incredibly insulting to our intelligence. That you're taking what we loved about the game, our memory of the game, and you're saying, no, 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 you're only remembering the good stuff. No, man, I remembered the bad stuff. The bad stuff was bad, but it didn't take away from the overall the overall gameplay. You're Just because you have nostalgia, you can have bad nostalgia and you can have good nostalgia. But you don't have nostalgia for everything. I had a Nintendo 64 growing up. You know what game I'm nostalgic for? Paper Mario. That was my Zelda. That was my Mario 64. My favorite game growing up was Paper Mario. That's a game I have nostalgia for. If they were to re-release Paper Mario, like a remastered, I would be super hyped for that. But if they re-released it and changed the game, changed the gameplay, changed the experience, changed the, the bosses and the mobs that I remember loving, if they changed it, I would just be like, I'm not going to play this. I'm just going to go back and play, get out my old Nintendo 64 and play Paper Mario the way I remember it. If they changed it, I'm just not going to play the new change, even if they make it better. I might not play. I might try it, but I wouldn't keep playing. You're not going to keep me there for years or for months. Or I mean, this is this is a single player RPG, so it's a lot different than an MMO. But you're not going to keep me there playing that game. I'm just going to go back to what I love. And that's the idea that Blizzard has to come to grips with: is if they don't meet expectations, people will just go back and play private servers. And they don't want that. They want our money. Because they know the money is out there. I'm 25. I have a job. I can support myself. I pay rent. I pay taxes. I want to pay Blizzard to play their game. But only if the game they put out is something I'm interested in. But So what I was getting at with nostalgia is... There's good nostalgia, which is Paper Mario. There's bad nostalgia, which is Madden. I had a Madden game for the N64... And that game was, like, ridiculous. I just ran the same play every time because the defense couldn't stop it. Um, <laughs> I just remember, like, I still remember that game. Um, and then there's also, uh, there's even a third type of nostalgia. Well, it's not really, this is just, like, a middle ground. It's not really a third type of nostalgia. This is a middle ground. I also had Pokemon uh, Stadium. And I remember playing the mini games in that, and I actually played some of those mini games with my family. And so I have nostalgia for that. 
because there was a sense of community. I don't really like the game, and I don't really hate the game. I thought it was okay, but I remember playing it with my family, and that's what mattered. I love the game because I played with my family, and that's the nostalgia that Blizzard needs to hit. There's some bad nostalgia, which is fine. There's a lot of good nostalgia, which is great. There's also the community nostalgia. That's what you need to hit. And so getting back to... And and, and the important thing about nostalgia, before I leave that point, is that I had a bunch more games for the Nintendo 64. And I couldn't even tell you their names. I don't even remember them. Because they didn't leave an impact in my mind. They just didn't leave an impact. And that's not what you're looking for. You don't want no impact in your game. So what I'm getting at is that we're not blinded by our nostalgia. I've played the game on private servers. I know there are issues. But I know I still love the game how it was. And you can't tell me that just because, oh, you're nostalgic, that's you're not going to enjoy the game because the game was actually really terrible. The game wasn't really terrible. This game spawned like a 15-year empire. This was the crowning culmination of Blizzard. This was Blizzard Peak, Diablo 2, StarCraft 1. This was Blizzard Peak, and the same with BC, and then... I don't really like Raph that much. Some people would say Raph was the peak. Anyway, we're not arguing exactly where the peak is. But the point of what I'm getting at is that... The point I'm getting at is that the game was great. And you can't tell me that it wasn't great because it came out 15 years ago or 12 years ago. I keep changing the, when it came out because I honestly don't know and I honestly don't care. But you can't tell me that it wasn't great just because it was old and you think I'm blinded by nostalgia. Like, I'm just not. I'm not blinded by nostalgia. When I play on private servers, I still have fun moments and fun memories of playing with people. Because this, this, this is what I'm getting at. Back all the way to the basketball example. You need a community for your game or your, your product or whatever to be successful. That's why all these... Like YouTubers and stuff, they try to make all their viewers a community. Everyone wants to make a community. That's what Reddit is. Every Reddit board is a community. Because you're trying to get like-minded people together to experience something and enjoy it. And that's what made Vanilla WoW so great. And that's what we need to recapture. And again, the people who are like, no, you can't recapture it. You can't go back. Dude, if you worked at a company and you said that about like the new iPod, if you're the iPod Shuffle was the greatest iPod of all time, so the new iPod we're making can't possibly be that good. You can't go back. You can't capture the nostalgia. The your boss is gonna fire you because that's a terrible attitude to have. That can't be the attitude that Blizzard has. They can't have the attitude that no matter what we do. We can't make it as good as it was, so we need to just do something different. That's a horrible, horrible, flawed attitude to have. Um, 
And if you if you don't agree with that, then I don't know what to tell you. Maybe Classic WoW just isn't for you. Like, I want you to try it. I want you to experience the game that I loved if you've never experienced it. Or I want you to re-experience it if you did experience it. But if you honestly believe that we can't go back and we can't build a new community and you can't make new memories with your friends, then why are you playing this game? That's the whole point. The gameplay is fun, but the community is what carries this game. The community, man. I can't stress this enough. Like, I'm just going to tell you some old stories. To bring you hope and, like, fond memories for what the game used to be. And what we're going to try and bring back. What I'm going to try and bring back. If they recreate WoW, I'm going to try and bring back these feelings. Not the same memories. We're going to make different memories, but we can bring back the feelings. And we should be aiming for that. Because if you're not aiming for the best possible experience, because if you aim for the best, if you aim for the top, you land among the stars, that old cliche, it's true. If you aim for a different goal because you're like, we can never reach the stars, so let's aim for something else, well then you're never going to get there. You can't get there because now your goal is something else. Which is why the people who say, well, th these are the original naysayers of Classic WoW in the first place. And they're still there. And we need to ignore them even more now that Blizzard actually going through with Classic WoW. We need to ignore them. And I hope Blizzard ignores the forums because that's where most of them are. Those aren't the people who we want to play with. Um, and there's there's a huge community that's going to spring up around these servers. I honestly believe if Blizzard does them right, these servers will be around longer than retail. Wow, because these servers are never going to die. There's still communities playing games that you think are dead. There's still Warcraft free custom game communities. There's still Team Fortress 2 communities, and they still play together because they love the game. And they love the people they're playing with. So I'm going to tell you some stories from my um, World of Warcraft uh, vanilla experience. So when I was leveling up my first time on my druid, I met a shaman while we were leveling. And we were both probably in the 30s. Um, and we just became friends. We are just two, two kids becoming friends. And I don't remember how. And it doesn't really matter how. It could have been we did a quest together and we just decided to keep questing together. It could have been we were in a group together uh, for a dungeon and we were just like, oh, this is a cool guy. And this guy, uh, when I got to level 40, I didn't have money for my mount. So he just lent me money for my mount because he had enough money. And I was like, this is, the, this is the coolest guy ever. And we were both kids and he didn't worry about like, oh, he's going to scam me. We're going to get scammed. Um... We, we didn't worry about that. It wasn't a concern. Because we were just enjoying playing together. And then when we were in the 50s together, we're both... He he was a leather worker, and he wanted to make the Devil Source set, even though he was in a shaman, because nobody knew any better. It's like, oh, you're wearing leather as a shaman? Like, he didn't know any better. 
So here we are, the two of us, and we're trying to kill these devil sores, which are like 55 elites, and we're both like 54. Man, it was such a struggle. We had to like entangling root them for like 20 minutes or something. We had to like frost shock kite them. I would try to tank them as bear, and I would just get destroyed. Um, and we eventually got him his devil sore leather. And you can look back and say, wow, that's you're never going to get that memory back. And you're right. I'm never going to get that memory back. But I still have that memory. And I'm going to make new memories. I'm going to have friends who never played Vanilla WoW. And if I tell them, hey, they're doing it right. Blizzard is doing it right. They're going to come and play. And we're going to make new memories. And they're gonna they're gonna do stupid stuff, and we're gonna laugh about it. And I'm gonna try and teach them how to play, and they're gonna be terrible for a really long time. And we're gonna have fun. And if Blizzard changes things, and they they don't bring back the game that I love, then those memories are never gonna be there because we're not gonna play. I'm not gonna play. They're not gonna play because they could be doing something better with their time. They have lives. They're also working. This is their free time. And if you can't... Um, if you can't provide a good enough experience to make us play, then we're just not going to play. And that's the most important thing that Blizzard has to realize. Is that... The community of people who want this are people like me. And there's also a bunch of people who've never tried it, and they want to try and see what the big deal is. They want the real vanilla experience, all the problems that come along with it. Because there's something magical about working towards a goal. And this is my next tangent. Let's say one of the ways that Blizzard could ruin classic wow is sharding that would destroy it and what sharding is is something they do in current day wow um which is where if there's too many people in a zone they split you off and you're both in duratar let's take duratar you're both killing sarkov the scorpid the like level three scorpid which I don't even know if it's in, is in current WoW, but it's, it was in vanilla WoW. You're both killing Sarkov, but he's in another server, quote-unquote, and you can't see each other, even though you're both doing it. That would destroy Classic WoW. Instantly on the spot, the game is dead if they bring in sharding. I don't think they'll do it. I don't think they're that stupid, but it would. And you know why? I'll go through an example. Let's take day one, the server's open. Sharding versus no sharding. Day one, the server's open. There's 500 people in Duratar. And all of you are spawning in the same spot. You know what's going to happen? The smart people will form up as a group of five and leave. And they'll go kill, like, level 6 mobs. They'll go kill red mobs as a group of 5. Because that's the only way. So other people will try to quest. Questing is going to be a nightmare on day 1. Like, if you're if you're going to take off work or something, day 1 is going to be a rough, rough day. If they, if they don't do sharding, which is 
I mean, that's how you don't kill the game. Don't put any sharding. Um, but day one's going to be rough. But let's let's take day two or day three. There's still a bunch of people in Duratar. You're standing there. You're actually questing. You're not just forming a group of five and running off and doing something else because that's a unique situation. So you're standing there and you're going to kill Sarkov. And there's four other people standing there. Maybe there's three other people standing there. Maybe there's just one other person there. What you can do is you can fight that guy for the tag or you can and, – and this is vanilla. This isn't current day WoW where when you kill something, it respawns in 20, 30 seconds. That respawn is going to be four or five minutes. It's going to be a long time. So what you do is you form a group. You put in group question mark in the chat and then you invite them and they join your group. You've already done something that you wouldn't do in sharding. You've interacted with another person. In sharding, you're not interacting with that person. Or if you are, you can both hit the mob and you can both get credit for the quest. You don't have to form a group. So now you've got this group and maybe nothing happens. Maybe maybe absolutely nothing happens. You form this group, you kill Sarkov, you drop group, done. You don't ever talk to that person again. But maybe... Um, you, you open up your quest log and you see that he's at the same point in questing as you are. And you're like, Hey, you want to group up for the next few quests? It'll probably go faster with two of us. And he's like, okay, yeah, why not? And you guys quest together for half an hour, an hour, and, and maybe nothing happens, but maybe during those half an hour, an hour, you start talking to the guy, you just type in something, you know, Hey, did you watch did you watch the game last night? Hey, uh, what server did you play on? Did you did you originally play on vanilla? Or are you just trying it out for the first time? Maybe you talk to that guy. And maybe what happens is you make a friend. And maybe you add him to your friends list. And maybe nothing happens after you add him to your friends list. But maybe 10, 10 levels later, you, you need a tank for Rage Fire Chasm. And he's playing a warrior or a druid or a paladin. And so you whisper him and you're like, hey, we need a tank for rage fire. And maybe he's like, OK, yeah, I need I need to run rage fire. And maybe you're like, hey, I see that you don't have this one quest Thunder Bluff. Make sure you go and, and get the quest from Thunder Bluff before we start, because maybe you can't share it or maybe you have to get the one from Undercity because rage fire is kind of weird that way. There's quests for rage fire in Undercity and Thunder Bluff and Orgrimmar. But and he and he is like, wow, this guy's this is a nice guy. He invited me to a group and he's telling me how to get the quest. You know, I'm gonna add him to my friends list. Now you're on your others. Now you're on each other's friends list, and maybe nothing happens. But maybe you spark up a friendship and you guys keep talking, and you keep doing dungeons with each other whenever it's around. Maybe one time you're stuck in world PvP and you need some help, and you see that he's in the same zone. And you're like, hey, man, can you come help me kill this guy? He, he's kicking my ass. And maybe nothing happens after that. And you just forget about this guy. And that's the end of the story. But maybe you start, uh, when you get to high level, you you join a new guild. And you see that he's in like that terrible leveling guild. Like Fate's Fury or, or uh, you know, whatever the hell the terrible leveling guild name is that always invites... They always spam in Durotar, and they have like 2,000 members, and all of them are level 12, and none of them speak English. And if you're in that guild, dude, God bless, but I don't want to be in that guild. And you see he's in that guild, and you're like, hey, man, 
join my guild, they're running us through dungeons right now. And we're gonna we're gonna do dungeons together and we're gonna work on our gear. And then eventually maybe we'll do molten core. Or maybe he's not interested. Maybe you guys do PvP together. Maybe you guys start a pre made. Or maybe you guys just queue up together sometimes for PvP. That's the idea. And you might be like, no, that's stupid. That never happens. Man, that happened all the time. Of course that happened all the time. Why wouldn't you want to recreate that scenario if you can? And if you can't, why wouldn't you want to get as close as possible? If you have sharding, none of that happens. You never group with that guy because you don't need to group with that guy because you don't need to group to kill the mob. You don't need to group to kill or to do a dungeon. You just queue up and none of you guys ever talk to each other and the content is so easy you don't have to plan you don't have to be like sheep moon uh sap star because you just pull everything together tank it down and 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 beat the living shit out of it that's the problem with current day wow and they know it blizzard knows it but that's what the community expects because they have their own community and i'm not saying they're wrong i'm just saying it's not what i'm looking for so they have their own community and that's what their community likes. They like not having to group with people. They like being independent. They like doing their own thing. They like everything being easy. Um, or either that or they're just, you know, they're stuck playing it because they don't have anything else to do. I, I don't know what their situation is like. But we don't have to go that route. And, and, and Classic WoW shouldn't go that route. Because maybe this is all pie in the sky. But if you don't, if you don't shoot for the pie in the sky... Then you land in dog shit. You're not even going to get to the stars. You're just going to land in dog shit. And that's what we don't want. That's that's what we don't want. Another part of what made Vanilla WoW so great. That again I don't think they'll change. God I hope they don't change it in some way. Is things were challenging. And things were a struggle. They weren't necessarily hard. But things took a long time to do. Which is an element that you need in an MMORPG. You need things to take time. You need to be able to spend a lot of time playing the game. Because otherwise you become a raid logger. You log on two times a night for two hours. And what are you doing with, your, with this game? Um, there's this notion now that I should be able to get as much from playing one hour... As someone gets from playing eight hours, I should be able to get as much as they do. Um, and that's just not right. They shouldn't get eight times as much as you do, maybe. Maybe they only get a slight advantage. Maybe you run the Stratholm once and you don't get your drop. And maybe they run Stratholm eight times and they don't get their drop. And they've put in eight times more effort and really they've gotten some benefits. They've gotten more gold. Maybe they got a, a different drop but not the one they were looking for. But it shouldn't be where you you run it eight times, or they run it eight times, and you run it once, and you both get the drop. That's well, Of course, it's statistically possible. But he should have a higher chance to get it, because he put in more effort. When you run Black... When you run Strat... Um, strat Undead. When you run Strat Undead... And you're going for Cape of the Black Baron, which is one of those drops that everybody needs. It's a cloak off 
Baron, so it's the last boss. You can't farm it very easily because you have to clear the whole instance. Everyone needs it. Rogues need it. Warriors need it. Hunters need it. Druids need it. It's a good DPS cloak. It's it's pre-bis for raiding. Everyone needs it. If you run it more times, then you're going to get a higher chance to get the item that you're looking for. And it's it's really not that way in current day WoW. And that's part of what we're looking for. We're looking for stuff to sink time in. It's supposed to be fun while you're sinking time in. It's not supposed to be miserable. But you do have to put in a certain amount of time. That's why people who don't understand that leveling is a huge part of the game. You're going to spend a monstrous amount of... Even if you're really good and you level really quick, it's still a large, large amount of days played. Like even if it's like four days played man that's four days played that's freaking 24 48 72 96 hours god i'm bad at math i actually have to think about that that's 96 hours of slash played just getting to max level then you have to gear up if you're doing the pvp grind that's a massive amount of hours that you have to put into that hours that you should be having spending having fun this shouldn't be a miserable experience. And if it is a miserable experience for you, then you're probably just not the target audience because stuff like that should be fun. But there's other things that are fun about the game. So in current day WoW, they have the thing where everybody gets personal loot or whatever, and a bunch of people can get loot off of some bosses. In vanilla, you only got a few pieces of loot off the boss. Two, sometimes three, sometimes four. Very few pieces of loot for a 40-man raid. But that was the point. The really rare stuff, let's take a great example. Choker of the Fire Lord off of Ragnaros. It's a necklace for casters. It's a super good necklace for casters i don't know when you replace it but i think it's in like aq or nax or something it you're gonna be wearing this choker of the fire lord a really long time and so you're raiding with your guild and you, you're not it's not dropping man you can't get it to drop and you run mc every week and it's not dropping man you spend well, in the beginning, you're going to be spending a long time in Molten Core, like two, three hours. And then when you get quicker and you get faster and your guild gets better, you're going to be uh, maybe not speedrunning it because speedrunning can be annoying in its own way. But you're going to try to go faster. You don't want to spend your whole night in Molten Core every night or uh, once a week. So you'll get it down to like 45 minutes or an hour. And you're doing this every 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 week. And let's say you have the highest DKP, so you know next time it drops, you're going to get that Choker of the Fire Lord. And you're just waiting, and you're patient, and you run it 10 times, 20 times. It's still not dropping. At this point, you're like, that's 20 weeks. That's 20 weeks. That's a long time. You're seething with frustration. That's almost half a year, 24 weeks. You spent half a year and you're just waiting for this goddamn choker of the Fire Lord. And you want it so bad. When that thing finally drops, man. Oh my god. That's the best feeling in the world, dude. That's that's like having an orgasm. 
you're going to you're going to feel a flood of endorphins because you worked for that item. It's not a meaningless upgrade that you're going to be replacing like anytime soon. And like you've been dreaming about this item. You don't dream about items in current day WoW because they're all interchangeable for the most part. Like, yeah, they might be gear statted, like, or gear weighted slightly different. So you get crit over a mastery. Woo, no, that's, it's not the same thing. It's not the same feeling as when you get that choker, the Fire Lord. Because, and, and that's a better feeling, getting choker, the Fire Lord, on the 30th drop than it is on getting it on the first night. The first night you clear Ragnaros, choker, the Fire Lord drops, you might be like, yes! I got Choker the Fire Lord. I'm never going to replace this. This is an amazing upgrade for me. When you get it on the 30th run, oh my god, that feeling is unreal. That's a story. You're going to be telling that, and I know because I have stories like that from Vanilla and BC and, and even Raph. And you know what else is a story? If it never drops, that's a story. I have one of those too from Raph of the Lich King. I'm going to quickly go off on this tangent because I think it's hilarious and then I'm done because this is a pretty long podcast so far. I didn't know it was going to go this long. And I'm going to get more into other topics. This this first one was sort of just an overall view of how I view vanilla so you can get an idea. After this, I'm going to be doing more about like what they should and shouldn't change. Um, well, okay, what they shouldn't change and then things that like I would be that would be acceptable. I wouldn't fall on my sword if they changed these things. Um and then I'm gonna do classes and I'll probably just do some general discussions, like maybe a money making one. Um we'll see. We'll go wild. Um but yeah, so I have this story uh from Raph the Lich King and this is a story about me getting screwed. And I'm sure you have these stories if you've been playing for a long time. So I was in a guild. I, I actually really liked this guild. I thought they were cool people. It turns out, eh, maybe I was a bit immature, but eh, not so cool people. So I'm playing a Death Knight. Um, this is, I've been running, um, I've been running Max Ramas every week. I've been running Olduar every week. And... I can't get a weapon to drop. This was before uh, the Grand Tournament came out, like the actual raid, but it was when the like the uh, the reputation was out. So I could I had the Argent Tournament, like PVE or uh, the Reputation Welfare Epic that you got from Exalted. It was like an item level 385 Mace or something, and it gave dodge. This thing was terrible. And 385 was really bad. That's like barely better than a blue. Um, and I'm running every week to... Because all the good item levels were like above 400, like 415, 425, stuff like that. And so I'm running these every freaking week. Every week to try and get this. Noth they're not even dropping. They're not even dropping for me to lose the roll. They're straight up not dropping. So finally, um, I'm running Olduar with my guild... We're on the, the third boss, the Furnace guy. Um, it's not important. But basically, he is the one who can drop the weapon. I had to leave the raid um, because I was at a friend's house. And his mom was like, no, you can't stay for one more boss. I didn't get that, that luxury. 
um, you, we have to leave now. I'm like, no. And of course it drops. As soon as I leave, it drops. I'm miserable. I'm like, this is the worst. This is so depressing. And then, but you know, you get over it. I'm just like, I'm going to power through this. We do all do our 10-man heroic. Uh, we get the the big robot with the stupid voice that I don't, nobody, it's a bunch of XT, like 00 something something, a bunch of numbers. Uh, if you haven't done Wrath of the Lich King, this is all probably like nonsense to you. But I'm sure some people know what I'm talking about. So we get to that boss. Uh, he drops the weapon that I needed. I'm like, yes, this is like a 435. It's a huge upgrade. It's like going to be one of the best weapons in the guild. I'm like, finally, it's like a 50 item level upgrade. I'm like, oh, yes. We have a Ret Paladin. And they're like, I'm like, guys, I need this weapon. And this is a guild run. This is a guild run. And they're like, okay, guys, just roll for the weapon. And I roll. And I lose to the Ret Paladin. It's like a 435. He's wearing a 425. It's like, it's an upgrade for sure. But it's barely an upgrade, man. I'm wearing like welfare epics, and he's wearing like this, this almost the same thing. And I lost the roll, and they gave it to the the paladin, and I was just like, "Oh man, oh man!" I mean, that that hurt, dude. That hurt my soul. That hurt. That physically hurt. I was like, "Dude, you guys are my friends, and you're just gonna do me like that?" Like, I'm here every week trying to upgrade my weapon. And because I lost this stupid roll, you're just going to neuter me? And I was like, oh, dude, he was crushing. I quit WoW soon after that. Not not right then. I didn't quit on the spot. I should have. I should have just thrown down my headset and walked away. But it was crushing, man. I quit, like, soon after that. And that's a story. That's a story. That's a memory I'll have until I eventually get Alzheimer's or I die. I'm going to remember that. And I can still, it, it hurts in my chest. And I guarantee if you've played MMOs, you have that feeling. But you probably don't have that feeling from current day WoW. Maybe you do, but I don't. And I just didn't have that, I, it, it didn't make me feel like that. Even if it was a bad feeling, it didn't make me feel like that. Vanilla WoW, classic WoW, makes me feel like that. And that's what I hope Blizzard understands. And what I think a lot of people who don't, who want them to make changes, what they don't understand. I want them to try to recapture that feeling. And that's that's it for this week. That's all I got. Uh, hopefully some of that made sense. It's my first time. I probably suck ass at this. Um, if this was terrible and you're still listening at this point, you know, maybe check out episode two. Maybe it's better. Who knows? I'm going to get more... I'm going to talk about more specific topics, I think. I'm actually going to have a list of topics I want to talk about. Um, but yeah, if you're still here, thanks for listening. And um, yeah, I'll probably do one next week. All right, thanks, guys.